Welcome to the Lavelda Show, Women of Power podcast, the show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their business and life success. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, a female speaker mentor, speaker, and event host on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. In today's episode, we'll be talking about money, marketing, and media with Patty Farmer. Patty is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and event producer, and works with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and speakers to attract and convert their ideal clients so that they can have a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank accounts. Patty believes we all have a message, and her mission is to help them master their message leverage the media, monetize their business in a way that creates transformation for both them and their clients while designing a lifestyle they want to live. Now, this episode is jam-packed with tips and tools, so please do grab your pen and make sure that you write them down. All links are, of course, shared in the show notes. And that's pretty much enough for me for now. Ooh, do remember to click and subscribe, and let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Lavelda Show, Women of Power podcast. If this is the first time you're joining, then you should be hitting that subscribe button like now, now. Uh, but from the introduction, you will know that our guest today is the incredible Patty Farmer. Hey! <laughs> What a great way to start the day. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, who doesn't want to make more money and know how to monetize stuff? So I don't like, I'm like, my mind is blown that I'm that we're speaking today. Can you give people like the short version? Cause you do so many incredible things in terms of your business and particularly around marketing and media. Can you give people like the short snippet of like what, what it is that you do? Like what is Patty about? So what I am about is helping people to master their marketing, leverage the media and monetize their business. So the short answer is that. And while everybody always does a lot of things, I think it's really important that within your a lot of things that you stay in the same lane. So even though I do a magazine, a podcast, live events, I speak, all of those things are about marketing and media. So it's under the same umbrella. So it is a lot but it's a lot that allows me to stay in the same lane so that I'm serving the people that I know I should be serving. I mean, I love you saying that because I work with a lot of women around speaking and often um, maybe it's not even just speaking. Maybe it's just a female thing, females in business where there's all these things I can do. And then it ends up feeling and sounding really convoluted because there isn't something that pulls it all together. So Mm -hmm. how did you come to the thing that, pulls everything that you do together? Well, I think the thing for me was that I didn't want to just be an expert. You know, whatever it is that you do, I don't care if you sell vitamins or whatever you do, you should, right, be an expert at whatever it is that you're doing. However, I realized early on that in order to be an influencer, I needed to be an authority. And basically what that really means is you have to be an expert but you also have to be able to influence other people specifically in how to make a purchasing decision. So I knew that the only way I could do that would be to be the go-to authority. And that's why you don't want to do 50 million different things because then nobody understands what you're the authority on. 
So stay in your lane. You could do many things within your lane, but as long as people know, oh, I want to know about that, oh, you need to go to Patty Farmer. That is what you want, is to be an authority about whatever it is that you do, your purpose, and that's what you need to be passionate about. And if you stay in that, people will know it and they'll come to you when they need you. So this show is so much about um, what those secret kind of power tools are. And you have really carved a name for yourself in terms of like just being like this marketing guru who, who's not just talking about it, but you've really managed to transform in terms of speaking. Um, you've got a magazine out, you run a podcast and in all of those areas, you've managed to monetize them and get leverage and, and really grow a sustainable business. And those are three areas in particular in which I know there are a lot of women who are out with visions of doing things in those spaces, but not necessarily being able to translate that vision into, into a bona fide business. Like I want a podcast, but the podcast makes no money. I want to speak on stages, but it kind of isn't really making very much money. I want to run events, but they all just about seem to break even. So what are your kind of secret tools? Like we're looking for three. Um, so we're going to start from the top. Like what would you say is your top secret weapon or ways, way of being that's really allowed you to carve a name out for yourself? I love that question. So the three things are speaking, doing events, and leveraging the media. And they all go hand to hand. But to really start, what I would say is the thing that somebody needs to focus on the most is a two-part question, which really is, one, they need to have a network, community, tribe, whatever the case may be, because if you don't have a platform, everything else you do doesn't really make any difference. You can have all the podcasts and events you want, but if nobody shows up and nobody's listening, it doesn't really matter. So that's the first thing. The second thing is every single thing you add to your repertoire, so to speak, you need to be going at it with how am I going to monetize it, right? That needs to be the very first thing because we all need to generate revenue. Not only that, but even if you get clients, if you're not generating revenue, then really honestly, how integrity are you? If you're telling somebody that they hire you, you're going to help them make money and you're not, right? So you need to do it first. So how are you going to monetize? So really honestly, to kind of elaborate on that just a teeny little bit, for me, we'll just take the magazine. So I have a podcast, I have a magazine, and I do a live event all called Marketing, Media, and Money. And a lot of people start with a podcast. But the thing is, if you don't have an audience, then what are you going to do? So for me, here was the order that I did it that generated multiple six figures for me. What I did first was I created the audience. Everything I spoke about, taught about, gave away, did freebies, had opt-ins, all had to do with marketing and media. So I had that platform first, but then I did the magazine first, which people ask me all the time, why did you do it that way? I did it because they subscribed to the magazine and I could measure track and see how the conversions happened. So just this month, we hit 76,000 subscribers on the magazine. Once we hit 75,000, I knew this was the time to step it up and then do the podcast because now I could market the podcast to 75,000 people who are already subscribing to my magazine. Then when I did the marketing media money event, I had 75,000 people to talk to about the event. So if you have an event, you want to get 100 people there. It's not that hard to get 100 people out of 75 
thousand people, right? So it made sense. But here's where it all started. The magazine costs nothing for anybody to get. So it started with something I did free, but it has made me multiple six figures. And it was a community give back as well, because I don't charge anybody to get the magazine. But the number one thing that I did, which I think is key here, is that I didn't want to be having anything in my magazine that was information about what somebody did 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago. The magazine is all about what is happening in your business right now that's generating revenue for you. What is going on right now? So when I'm out hand selecting, I hand select every person in my magazine, it's because they're going to share some strategy behind the scenes secret or something so that everybody who reads that magazine can look at it and they're going to be able to implement that in their business right then and there. And then we move on to other things. So I think doing it in the right order matters too. So there's something really interesting that you said there. And I, I'm, I'm curious because it may have sparked something in the listeners, which was you started the magazine as a free subscription. So when you start to build it, because the audience building was really important, but if you're building an audience, but not generating money off the audience, like how, how do you balance that such that you can build the audience quickly and still be generating revenue? Cause otherwise surely you're self-funding. Exactly. So that's really a very great question. And I'm glad you caught on that. I just didn't want my story to be too long, <laughs> but really here's why, because there's two types of ways to make money. There's, there's money now and more money later, right? But you're right. You have to have that plan I talked about earlier about how were you going to monetize it. So when I first did the magazine in the beginning, well, and it still does, you make money off of opportunities, right? I didn't put ads in there and I still don't. I only do full page ads and only to the people who write columns in my magazine. So mm -hmm. nobody can just call me up and say, oh, Patty, can I put an ad in your magazine? So that doesn't happen. So people know I vet every one of those, but it has made me so much money from opportunities, from being on stages, being in front of other people in summits, Facebook lives and groups of 10,000 people. And those things are the things that actually make me the money. So sometimes you make money one to one, meaning that thing makes you money. Sometimes there's a step in between. It makes an opportunity and it's the opportunity that makes you money. So I knew right away it would, and that if I hand selected the people and the level of the people in the magazine was top notch, I knew that it would do that for me. And it has done that. And just this year in the next issue, we are going to have a whole new format where now people are going to be able to have a column in the magazine. And those 12 people are people that for the whole next year, I'm devoting to helping them with every launch. They're going to speak on my stages. So it's really been able to really do a lot of things. But you have to ask yourself the question, how am I going to monetize it? So it's okay if you self-fund for a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, three months. But you have to have a plan, not just do spaghetti marketing and throw it against the wall and hope it sticks because that's not going to work. That term spaghetti marketing, because I think there's such a fine line, isn't there, between overgiving, where you've built this audience and you're giving people stuff. And you, how do you balance that strategy of this is a very deliberate choice I'm making right now to get to 75,000 and I'm going to use those opportunities? How do you balance that with 
just being generous because because as women we have this tendency to be super generous almost to a fault right where it kind of backfires so like how what is your thought process that helps to kind of counterbalance that so you're not just putting all of these people into a magazine the opportunities are perhaps sitting there but you're unable or uh, unable to either tap into them or, or possibly even see them well, I think the thing that's most important here is to know the difference between your target market and who a target buyer is. So your target market is somebody who has a problem that you have a solution. And that's where everybody seems to want this play. But the reality is the sooner you can get to only really doing things with your target buyer, which is someone who has a problem, you have a solution, but they're actually actively looking for a solution and they're willing to invest in that solution. So whether they're sitting in your events, whether they're speaking on stages with you, whether they're listening to your podcast, whatever the case may be, you always want to be working towards your target buyer. So that's the first thing that I think is really important when you're thinking about opportunities. But the second thing is, I know we're going back to spaghetti marketing, but a lot of times what happens is people say, oh, I'm going to do a podcast to see where that's going to lead me, or I'm going to do this and see where that's going to lead me. Now, I think there's nothing wrong with trying new things and testing, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but you could do your testing before you do it. You know, like you can be talking to your audience. Oh, I'm thinking about having this podcast and this is what we're going to do. How would you guys like that? Right. Ask them questions. Find out if someone likes it first, do your research. Right. And when you do, you'll find out, Oh, when I first decided to do the magazine, I figured out I needed to wait a year. And it like drove me crazy because I wanted to do it so badly. But I knew with everything else I was doing, I needed to wait. And so I think timing is really good, but that goes back to do the work. So here's what happens when people aren't making a lot of money, they're not generating revenue, and they have all these ideas, they're just kind of throwing up all this kind of stuff, hoping that one of them will catch, and then that's the, where they're going to go. And I think that's not really how you'd run a business. That's not being a CEO of your company, right? You know, so you really need to be the CEO of your company and say, okay, here's my vision. Here's what I want to do and have a plan. And with that said, I'm going to tell you one of the things that cracks me up is like at the end of the year, when people are talking about setting goals for their next year, I just have to tell you, if you're setting goals for your next year at the end of the year, your first quarter already is going to be terrible. You need to be thinking about that in like August, September at the latest so that you already know what you're going to have happen. And I think the last thing I'm going to say, and women are just terrible at this, I'm just going to say it, is stop going to your friends and asking them for advice about how you run your business. Stop going to just people that you see on Facebook and asking them. The only people you should be asking are people that have already done what you want to do and they're already where you want to be. If not, all you're doing is just gaining opinions and that just convolutes your decision making because now you're thinking about what all these other people think. You don't so, need their opinion. So what should we be? I mean, it's, it's difficult, right? Because we're kind of in this position where it's something new or we've been in it for a while. We're ready to move things forward. You've clearly got a very strategic way of thinking things through. Mm -hmm what like where did that come from because not everybody's there it's like how do we balance this like wanting to have fun and do the thing that we love with really being quite strategic how did you develop such strategic thinking so here's the part that's kind of funny about that I am a right brain person for sure creative in everything that I do I had to learn 
to do the other things in order to be successful. But once I asked myself and said, why are you even doing what you're doing? And I realized I travel all over the world. For me to leave my family and be able to step away from the things that I love, I knew it had to make me money or it just wasn't worth doing. So with that said, though, there are also things that I do because I love them. So here's an exercise that I use that's really easy and it's really easy to visualize is think of a beautiful, beautiful table, right? Just beautiful table. I actually went and got one online and I actually made it on a paper so I look at it. And here's how I want you to think about it. Here's the table. Every time an opportunity comes to the table, like the way I did that, every time an opportunity comes to the table, that table has four legs and it needs to fit into this because what happens is it's critical to be able to be decisive and be able to make a decision. And that's where in the beginning I was terrible. I would just analyze to I was paralyzed, right? So now what I do is I have this table and I have four legs and everybody's will be different, but just for the example's sake. So one of my legs is speaking. One of my legs is doing events, right? One of my legs is all about my products and services, but the fourth leg is philanthropy or just something that feeds my soul. Mm -hmm. right? It's just something that somebody will say, oh, Patty, and they'll tell me about something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love that. It feeds my soul. And that's okay too. So when an opportunity comes to the table, you need to know, does it fit into one of those legs? If it does, you need more information. And then you say, yes, if it doesn't fit into those four legs right now is the answer is no, not now. And then you just tell that person, you know what, now's not the right time for me, but please keep me in the loop and, you know, come back later with something else or I'll reach back out to you when the time is better. It's okay to say no, not now. But if somebody's not making money, what they tend to do is just say yes to everything. It's better to take that time and find something that's really the right thing for you to do than just saying yes and hoping somebody else is going to lead you to something that's going to work for you. Step into being the CEO of your company and make decisions that will make those opportunities. I think that's so important. It's so it's as much about what you say no to as it is about what you say yes to. And just because you can, like just because you have the skill to, just if you have the ability to, doesn't mean that you should, right? I say no to so many speaking opportunities because I have a very clear metrics in terms of when I will or will not do do an opportunity. And there are some that I mean, there aren't very many I do pro bono but there are some that I might do you know at a discount because I want to it's like oh my gosh I just really want to get involved and there are others where I just think look the fee is the fee is the fee it's not budging it's not moving it's like literally the only way you're getting me out of my house because <laughs> I actually like to say all the time that the word no is a complete sentence <laughs> You don't need to justify it. There's not a rationale for it, but it's that bit of being able to um, say no to something small to allow the space for what you really want to come in. Because all of those, like I've always had almost had to visualize it like a jar, like all of those little things mean you can't put the big thing into it. Like if you fill the house with clutter, you have no space for a sofa. You kind of need to take all of the other bits and pieces out. And if you keep saying yes to all of these little things, you're really busy getting no traction <laughs> and it's it's not necessarily comfortable because sometimes they take longer than you're comfortable sitting for and I think the other thing to remember too is when you do say no if the opportunity isn't the right thing you don't have to explain it to somebody else either 
you can just say no and then just say the timing just isn't right now. I'm involved in a few other things, but it doesn't mean it won't be another time. Please keep me in mind. You don't have to say, oh, blah, 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 blah. You really do not have to do it. And in actuality, you're setting the example for someone. You know, there's people that have a lot of time on their hands. And when you find people that come back to you over and over and over again, like, oh, what do you think? You know, blah, blah. Those are people who have nothing but time on their hands. And I love them and I want to serve them. That's who the magazine is for, right? But with that said, you need to be able to think about it. And I think the other big strategy too is that if you have an idea and there's something you want to do and you have all these pieces in play, but there's something that's holding you back, in order to be able to decide whether to keep it or to let it go so you can get it out of your brain is, is there something in that idea that's holding me back because there's something I don't know how to do or I'm not very good at? If that's the case and you have all the pieces but that, this is an opportunity for you to collaborate with your network and say, you know, for me, I don't like to write copy. I'm not very good at it. You know, I'm a speaker, right? And so I don't really like to write. I don't even blog. Like I made that decision. Everybody else says you should blog. I'm like, nope, I don't have to. It's not my thing. So I made the decision not to. But there are times that I've had opportunities and that was the thing that stopped me before I finally found the most amazing copywriter. And when I go to her and say, hey, would you like to collaborate on this thing? She writes copy. She doesn't really come out and speak or do all these other things. But when I say, okay, here's what I want to do. If you'll do this part of it, I'll do this part of it and I'll market it. And she does all kinds of things with me now. So find somebody who fills that gap. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Just find somebody else who will. I, I, I think this very much, like if I could summarize this conversation, it's very much about stepping into the CEO role, right? Being mm -hmm. strategic, um, being decisive, um, managing your boundaries and your time really making decisions um, from a space of thinking, forward thinking, not just kind of running around and seeing what happens. That's not a CEO. You know, you don't want to work for that, <laughs> the boss of that company. But that's often how a lot of female entrepreneurs, I mean, not just female entrepreneurs, but it's often how a lot of entrepreneurs are running their business. They, there's no, not that time to almost step back and think. And here's step one. So here's the number one step to doing that. And you're going to be able to go, oh, wow, I hear that all the time. So when somebody says to you, what do you do? And so maybe you're a personal trainer or, you know, whatever the case may be. If you say, oh, I'm a personal trainer or, oh, I'm a coach or, oh, I'm a this. No, no, no. Your answer needs to be, I'm the CEO of a marketing media and money company. I'm the CEO of. That's going to raise you up in their mind and in your own because you're the CEO. And you know what that also means? It means you own your calendar. So if you're filling your calendar having coffee with people who ask you to have coffee and you walk away and go, oh my gosh, that's 90 minutes of my life I'll never get back, that's your own fault because you shouldn't have gone and had coffee in the first place yet. Doesn't mean you should never go have coffee, but you need to do pre-work first. Every single amount of time you have has a dollar amount on it, right? And so sometimes it feeds your soul and I, do all kinds of things that I don't make any money, but I allot for that time by making sure that the other time that I have does. So that's when you get to design the lifestyle. So that's my whole thing is design the lifestyle you want to live and build a business that supports the lifestyle, not the other way around. There's a lot of people who have a business and it owns them. That's a job. 
<laughs> you're right, girl. I, honestly, I have told people that I'm busy when I'm not because I'm, I'm too busy like with me to be worried about whatever the thing is that they want to talk about. And it took me a moment, but I thought they can't see my calendar. Like I, at that point, that's my time for me. I do not do external meetings on a Monday. Um, there are very, very few exceptions. If I'm emceeing an event, I've got some coming up this week. The events on Wednesday, like needs must. It was the only time that people were available. And I kind of prioritize turning up prepared over like my Mondays. <laughs> um, but, but normally, I, I, I don't even lie about it. I don't do meetings on a Monday. It's, it's my day to reset. It's my day to work out what's happening during the course of the week. It's my day to think it's my day. I do not meet on a Monday. Full stop, period, end of story. I don't care who you are. Like, oh, um, well, girl, I'm going to tell you. So this is funny. I don't usually share this so much, but here's the thing. On Mondays, I don't do appointments. Monday is Patty CEO day. That's the day that I decide how my week and I you know, take the pulse of what happened, make any tweaks that I have to make. That's Patty CEO day. So on that day, that is what I do. Because guess what? Your number one client is you. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, oh my gosh, I work sometimes 10, 12 hours. Like that day is a full, full Tuesday and Thursday are coaching clients days, Wednesdays are podcast days. But then on Friday, I do two podcast recordings in the morning. And then at 10 o'clock is patty time. That's when I have massages, go have lunch with my friends, go see a movie all by myself, go shopping. Because then on the weekend when my husband's home, I am so present because I already know that everything on Monday will be taken care of for CEO day. And on Friday, I already took care of Patty. So now I can totally show up as the other half of a couple and spend my time with my husband and not have to be thinking in the back of my mind, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, super busy. But Monday and Fridays, super important. I think it's the best gift you can give yourself to like, when I'm working with people, I just, um, I remember doing a course and they said something along the lines of structure has integrity. And what they meant by that is like, you will produce what you were structured to produce. It's almost like your strategy might be the structure, but if you have no time in your day to think and be creative, it's really difficult to be creative when you're stressed, right? So the best thing is just to carve that time out. When I'm working with people on sales, it's the same thing. I kind of go, it doesn't matter. I would rather you commit to saying you're having half a day once a week and that's your sales time. That's when you do your outreach. That's when you do all of those kind of focused sales activities because trust me, if you don't, and it's the last thing that's, that you've got to do, it just doesn't fit in. It's like, not prioritizing savings. It's like really difficult to save money if you just And Monday's a good day to do it. Yeah. Because when you do it on Monday and you do outreach and you do all those things on Monday, now you move on to your week and all those people you outreached have all week long to get back with you. So the following Monday, you've already got them already booked in. It's just super smart to do that. And I got to tell you, if you could see me on Monday, I literally have a flip chart and I'll sit down and I'll go up and I'll write okay, here's this and that. These are my ideas or whatever the case may be. What's missing in it? What's the next step? And then I go sit down and then I'm my own client and I look at it and I'm like, okay, all right. And then I stand up and I sometimes even talk to myself. I got to tell you, I'll talk to myself and say, Patty, like, what are you doing here? Like, what's this and that? And then I go sit down. So like I play both roles. I'm Patty the coach and I'm Patty the client. And I look at it in different lenses. I stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down for like an hour. 
See, so I super clear. I do that through journaling. I will literally like talk to myself. <laughs> like, I, I, it's the only way I know how to journal. So it's like a problem. And then I'll be speaking. And then I don't know what the other voice is that comes in. It's like the coach version of Lavalda comes in and answers the question. And then I kind of, by the time I'm finished, I'm like, problem solved. But it's, it's the time, though, really set aside to actually do that work. That's why I love that people can listen to podcasts and stuff in their car now. I do too. But sometimes I'm talking to myself when I'm driving from one place to another because you just have to sometimes hear it out loud, yeah. right? You know, different than internalizing it. And in my mind, I actually have a little recorder. Now I actually just use my phone because sometimes I'll just be talking out loud and I'll say something. And afterwards I'm thinking, how did I put that? That was like perfect the way I said it. So I record all the conversations and then I just delete them or just take out the I could be driving for 30 minutes. I'll say one really good thing, but I, now I've captured that thing. And now I know that people look around, they think they're just talking on the phone. And, and sometimes somebody will say to me, you actually talk to yourself. I'm like, sometimes I need to talk to an expert. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I think the smartest people are the people who talk to themselves. It's a sign of genius, darling. Absolute sign of genius. So I I'm, <laughs> you've got, you, you mentioned the magazine at the beginning. Tell us a little bit more about, your magazine, how we connect with it, what we'd expect to get from your magazine? Sure. So what you can expect to get is tips, tools, strategies that are working now. So we interview, we actually really show you a lot of resources right there. Every single person who writes for the magazine has to actually share in every single thing, minimum of one actionable strategy. So literally, if you just got those things, right? I personally write one marketing, one medium, one money tip in every single one. So that is what you're going to expect to be able to get. The magazine doesn't cost anything. It's my give back. And how you can get it is by going to marketingmediamoney.com. Super simple. No and, just marketingmediamoney.com. It comes out quarterly. So it's not something you're going to get every single month. So you have to supplement with the podcast in between. Well, to be honest, if you read the whole thing top to tail and pulled those tips out, you've got your strategy for the next month, really. You wouldn't be able to do it each month, right? So a quarter is probably the right amount of time for you to fully extract it. All of the details are totes in the notes. I don't know why I'm pointing. For you on YouTube, it'll be like in the the, the links or something. If you're listening um, in your car, then uh, I, I was pointing and you can't see that. So um, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> it's just habit. Patty, this I enjoyed it. <laughs> I know. It's like for my entertainment, like it's like talking to myself. It's because I'm genius. Um, I have absolutely loved this interview. There's so much in it and so many different ways of just rethinking. I'm, I'm almost positive. I'm going to have to get you back on because this was just like too deep. It's like deep, deep deep stuff <laughs> um, well, I would any- love to come back so Yay! No uh, do you have any kind of closing words of wisdom so what I'm going to say is in the beginning I was talking about building your network and what I want to say is right now in the world we live in in today's business environment relationships are the currency in today's business environment so what I want to say is this the only difference between a contact and a contract is the R and that R stands for relationships. Boom. You heard it here first. That was Patty Farmer. My name's Lavelda Vincenzi. This has been the Lavelda Podcast Women of Power show. Until next time, later.